Today we're talking about sexual freedom. And there may be times while we're talking about it that you feel a little uncomfortable. There may be times that I feel a little uncomfortable. However, that's why we're having this conversation, okay? Because for so long, talking about sex was taboo, then it became more popular to talk about it, and yet there's still this subculture where sex is considered a taboo topic and it's not something you talk about that often or you only talk about with specific people. And I have known people for years and had very close conversations and all of a sudden one day they'll open up to me about a struggle that they were having sexually and I'm like, why didn't you bring this up before? (laughs) This is a really long time to have this going on. And they'll be like, I just, you know, I just didn't think I could or I was uncomfortable or I didn't want someone to know. And I'm thinking, okay, but I'm not gonna judge you. Like, let's talk about it. Like, let's look for solutions if there's a problem or let's celebrate something good. Um, Because sex can be kind of awesome, okay? Like, sex can be amazing. And gosh, it can be really good. Um, On the flip side, it can be really, really bad, okay? So sex, sexual health, all of these things, like reproductive responsibility, I don't think they get enough attention. And I'm still kind of weighing all the stuff I want to cover because I feel like I could like go on forever about sex and everything related to sex. Um, But we're having this conversation because a lot of you will have experienced sexual abuse. A lot of you will experience having a selfish, abusive partner who used sex as a means to control you and their pleasure, which was often a source of pain for you. Okay, and so some of these examples that I'm going to bring up Everything should be good, no matter your sexual orientation. However, there are some things that are going to apply specifically to heterosexual couples because I want to address the female orgasm and I want to address a female orgasm with a male because of how often that proves to be a problematic dynamic. Okay. I've heard plenty of times from uh, lesbian or bisexual women that women are better at giving women orgasms than any male partner that they've had. And I think that's freaking sad. I mean, it makes sense because you know your body, but sad that heterosexual women cannot expect as many orgasms as someone else. And so guys, if you're listening to this, um, bear with me. Okay, I know I'm gonna address a lot about the female orgasm, but this all ties into sex and pleasure and personal responsibility and sexuality and your freedom, your right to say yes and no consent. I wanna cover all of it, okay? And so, because I want to cover all of it, I do want to make sure like I am heavily pushing this because it still amazes me how many times I've talked to, and again, especially women, and they rarely orgasm or they've never orgasmed. And I'm just looking at them being like, poor thing, I want to help. Um, so this is my way of trying to help. I can talk like I, I can't give you the orgasm, but I can talk you through this. Okay. And so I want to talk about sexual freedom. I was like, where do I want to start? And then this is where I'm like, oh, there's so much. So I'm going to do a little bit of both, okay? So today I want to talk about sexual pleasure orgasm, and I want to pair it with sexual reproductive health responsibility. Everything that I am telling you, everything I want you to do mindful of sexual health and responsibility. And so I've talked to a lot of people who are younger and sexually active, and again, I'm not going to judge, but I do want people to use protection. And so I had someone who was sexually active, and I found out that she was sleeping with multiple guys and it's like listen dude if you keep doing that with no condom you're gonna end up pregnant or with an an STD and I 
went to this free clinic for like, it wasn't free there for the dental, but I had a dental appointment and they had free condoms in the wall in the bathroom. And I was like, I'm grabbing these and giving them to her because see by this point, even though I haven't, okay, maybe I should have like prefaced with this. I have not had sex in a really long time. It's been so long since I started having sex. This is the longest I have ever gotten. It's been over two years. And I've, I, like I said, I think the longest I've ever gone in my life since, since I started having sex was like maybe six months, maybe. <laughs> so I've been like, I have not had sex. However, I've had plenty of pleasure because I take time to self-pleasure. And that's gonna be one of the primary things that I focus on is talking about self-pleasure and accepting that and normalizing that. Because I think if more people had experience with self-pleasure and their capability in that area, they would be less likely to accept subpar sexual performance slash like the abusive behavior that takes place in the sexual act if you knew what you could be getting. And I'm just gonna say, I give myself some of the best orgasms I've ever had. And so it's there. Um, do I miss a body, like a warm body over me? Heck yes, I do. Um, I miss a lot of things, um, but I would prefer to have it with a partner who loves me and respects me, and I did not have that before. So we're gonna get into all of that, but for now, I'm talking about it, but I don't feel like I can talk about it without addressing sexual responsibility. And so with this girl who wasn't using protection, I was like, listen, you're a badass. You're a strong ass independent woman. You're responsible for your reproductive health, and that's great. And then she was like, well, what if I only have one size of condom and he needs the big one? I was like, girl, that rarely happens ever. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that should be one of your number one concerns is whether or not you have one big enough for him. That's not usually the problem, okay? Uh, but I, I encouraged her to use this protection. I gave her free condoms. She continued to have sex without a condom. She ended up pregnant. And that's her story. But there's merit to what I say. If you are active sexually, please use protection. This isn't like a health service announcement. This is like, you're in charge of you and not everyone is gonna love you the way that you deserve to be loved. Which means that not everyone has an STD is going to level with you and say, hey, up front, by the way, I have an STD. No, no. They will lie through their teeth to get off, to get with you, regardless of the consequences that you'll have to face. Very few people actually take responsibility when they have an STD in informing their partner. So it's your responsibility to protect yourself. And so I have condoms. I mean, I haven't had sex in forever, but if I decide to, I'm covered, okay? I have condoms at home and I have them in my purse. And I did that because I'm not celibate right now entirely because I'm like, oh, celibacy, that's my goal. <laughs> like, I'm celibate right now just because I have not met someone that I wanna have. Heck, I haven't even dated. I haven't dated. I haven't even kissed in a really long time. Um, this is because I haven't met someone that I am interested in engaging in a long-term relationship with. And I actually care about commitment with my sexual partner. It was not always that way, but because that's important to me and that's a priority, I'm not interested in becoming sexually active with a person until there's commitment involved because I want them to learn my body. I want them to take time to learn how to give me the most orgasms possible. And that's a lot easier to do in a committed relationship where someone cares about your sexual pleasure I can just do it myself, okay? <laughs> so like one night stands are not gonna spend time over a period of days, weeks, or months learning your body and how to give you the best workouts repeatedly. Most of the time you hear stories of one night stands and you aren't that, that, that rewarding. <laughs> and I could be wrong, okay? Every once in a while, there's an exception. One girl told me that some guy went down on her and like at his frat, they trained him how to perform oral sex in a pleasurable way. 
she had a good time, but they didn't see each other after that. So it's like, so you get one night of that and then what? Nothing. Now you got all of these average guys that don't care about your, okay, okay. Um, but I care about my pleasure. So I'm not opposed to being sexually active. I just haven't met someone that I want to engage in a relationship with or I want to engage in a relationship with me and will take the time to learn my pleasure. And I'm probably going to use that phrase a lot in this series. I want someone to learn my pleasure. And I'm not going to go too far into this, but you can actually expect in a healthy relationship, regardless of orientation or gender, that your partner will learn your pleasure. Everyone is unique and individual and what you enjoy sexually, what will bring you to orgasm will always be unique to you. That's why I think you should learn how to give yourself that orgasm first. And we'll go over that. I'll do that next time. Okay. Cause I think that's the basis for this. And I even saying it, I'm like blushing a little, right? But I do this all the time. <laughs> I'm like, my sex drive right now is so high, so high. So I have to manage it. If my sex drive is really high, then I am giving myself extra orgasms to balance that out, okay? <clears throat> Back towards my, hey, we're responsible. You really are. I don't trust that someone else that I, like if I was going for one night stand, I would not trust that that person had my best interest at heart. I wouldn't trust that they cared about long-term consequences I might have to live with. I don't trust them. And you shouldn't trust them either. Oh, baby, I don't need it with you. <clears throat> Cut it off. Okay, don't listen to them. Don't let them sweet talk you. You own your sexuality. I feel like if you make sure that you and your partner are using protection, you're a badass and I respect you. I think it's when we allow ourselves to be convinced or swept in the pleasure. Guess what? You're a grown up now. You're responsible for you. And I can't stress it enough because I hate stories where people are impacted. Long-term STDs, health problems that are a result of the STDs, pregnancy and or abortion. There are so many long-term effects. I want to see you be happy, healthy, and whole, not struggling. So we use protection. And if you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that, but you think that there's a chance? I got, I got condoms a while ago. <laughs> They're just sitting there. <laughs> They've been sitting there so long, but I have them. So if I ever was like, you know what? I am going to do a one night stand or I am going to do something. I could do it safely. <laughs> I'm not advocating. I am just saying, I want to know that I have that safety in place. And that makes me feel secure sexually. Might feel weird to you. Maybe you're already in a long-term relationship and you've gotten out of the abusive one and this is a happy, healthy one, great. But I still believe in reproductive health responsibility. Like you are responsible for your reproductive health, going to the doctor, getting checkups, taking good care of yourself. And as you do this, you can have more fun, really highly pleasurable sexual experiences. Okay, so that's what I really wanted to cover. Um, and the other part is orgasm. And so maybe I'll save this for next time because I really wanna talk about Orgasm, I will, like I said, be focusing somewhat on female orgasm because it seems to be so elusive sometimes. And then I want to talk about self-pleasure. So we can talk about what that looks like, how you can integrate that, what that means. Okay, so we'll end it here with sexual responsibility and freedom. And then next time I will talk about the self-orgasm. Okay, until next time.